0: Welcome in to episode 129 of the Sources Say podcast, your go-to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the Growing KSR Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio. Very happy to be joined once again by the one, the only, Sean Smith of Go Big Blue Country. Sean, how the heck are you?
1: I'm fantastic, Jack. How are you?
0: I am feeling so much better this morning now that we know that Reed Shepard Class of 2023 standout and in-state superstar is officially a Kentucky Wildcat. Uh, Reed announces his commitment this morning to the University of Kentucky uh, in a ceremony at his school at North Laurel High School. Sean, uh, just early impressions. I mean, this is a a kid that we followed for so long, kind of from the very beginning. This is a kid from your neck of the woods. uh, Somebody that you've kind of been – uh, waiting for this moment since he emerged as a surefire star at both in-state and at the national level. Uh, just kind of your early impressions of what what it's like now that he's officially a Kentucky Wildcat and kind of some of your uh, just kind of early impressions of it.
1: Completely wild honestly to, to I mean to, to start with just because when, when all this happened and, and Reed started to emerge I think it was Probably his eighth grade year is when I really started to think, okay, now Reed Shepard's definitely going to play, you know, high major basketball, but I didn't know how high. I I didn't know if it was going to be like a power five. But then his freshman year, I I know his uh, coach that he had at North Laurel before uh, Coach Sizemore switched to Bell County, and he always told me and some others that, you know, Reed, Reed's the real deal. Like everybody that's coached Reed from the elementary level to the middle school level, now the high school level, they, the message is always the same. No one outworks Reed Shepard. Like Reed is earning everything that he's got. But I think it was about a year ago when I started really writing about him when he first threw down one of those big time dunks on the AAU circuit. It was the summer of 2020 when basketball started to pick back up when the EYBL and everything was canceled. I think it hit me then that. Maybe today was possible, but he was definitely going to play Power Five. But then when Kentucky offered this summer, Jack, and he was their fourth uh, offer in that twenty three class, and they prioritized him, and they showed that it he wasn't just going to get a Kentucky offer because of who his family was. That's when I really was like, "Man, this this kid's actually going to do it. He's going to play at Kentucky, and that he if he wants to." And uh, just huge news for this class to get started with a kid of this caliber. I mean, we're. We're not just talking an in-state kid. We're talking an in-state kid that's five-star status. That, that is a big deal.
0: Yeah, and I, I kind of want to go back to your point about when he received this offer and kind of uh, the build-up behind it, because I, I remember going to that, that uh, Shelby County shootout, whatever the event's name was, was specifically called. We were watching, and that was the first live period, the first evaluation period since COVID, so it was a really big deal four coaches to finally be there in attendance and see, um, you you know, kind of these kids out and about in person. You got the Louisville coaching staff there. Tony Bennett came from Virginia. Uh, You had Juwan Howard and the Michigan coaching staff there. Uh, Other SEC assistants were there. I mean, it was loaded with coaching talent uh, of all major, high major levels. And it was noticeably absent that Kentucky – or it was noticeable that Kentucky was not in attendance. And we talked about this on, on the show that uh, UK had some very special visitors that weekend and some guys that ended up ultimately committing to Kentucky. So it ended up being worthwhile. But we just kind of had the thought like, man, how do you not send one assistant to just kind of check a box with Kentucky? And it was that moment. We saw him and we thought with our – we saw him with our own two eyes and we thought – man this kid's this kid's the real deal this kid is Kentucky quality but uh, it's not really fair that Kentucky's not going to be able to see with their own two eyes and we were kind of waiting for that moment okay uh, are they going to give this kid a shot are they going to at least go you know play the process out and see him with their own two eyes and decide is this kid Kentucky quality or not that's all we cared about we just wanted them to 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 see if 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 they thought that they that he was was worthy of a Kentucky offer that's all we cared about whether if they had gone to watch him and they said yeah he's a good kid but you know i don't think he's he's up to this level that would have been fine but we would just wanted wanted Kentucky to give him a fair shot and Sean, they gave him that at that Adidas event down in Birmingham. They go see him. And not only was it just, you know, one assistant or two assistants or even just John Calipari, they go four deep. All three of the major assistants plus John Calipari there front and center. And they watch Reed Shepard absolutely light up the, the, the competition and the the highest competition at the Edita circuit, he goes out and just absolutely just tears the tears up the place. And Kentucky offers, uh, I mean, a day later, it was, it was such a quick, like John Calipari went, he wanted to check a box and he went away, he came away going, yep, this kid's Kentucky quality. And Sean, I think uh, that's exactly what we saw out of him uh, when, when we saw him with our own two eyes, this, or to kind of open up this evaluation period and, uh, thank goodness, Coach Cal got to see him because uh, now, now we are here and we get to kind of reap the benefits of of a player of Reed's caliber uh, ending up at Kentucky.
1: Yeah, and you're talking about that offer they that received. I talked to Jeff the day after they got. Well, he they were actually on their way back from that trip, and and he was talking and he said it just it blew our mind because they thought that Cal was just going to call and say, "Hey, look." You know, we we really like him. We were gonna be following him. We wanna see how he develops. But no, they they called him and were like, look, you, we wanna offer you a scholarship. And I think that kind of surprised them that it happened so soon. But I think that's what really helped Kentucky in this was they didn't allow those relationships to build with other programs. Like we know that Reed was getting the offers from Tubby Smith and High Point a year ago. And and I know Iowa was the first major, major school to offer him, and he he had those relationships with those coaches. Uh, Richie Riley and stuff at South Alabama but it was different because you started to see Louisville get in the mix you started to see Texas A&M Virginia other schools it it was very very important that Kentucky kind of got their foot in the door as well because let's face it Kentucky was the favorite the moment that they decided to pursue him and that was big not let him develop those relationships with those other coaches without having one with John Calipari Orlando Antigua and the staff and then he took that unofficial to Kentucky earlier this fall and I just think that it was a big deal for him today to get this thing out of the way and, and get it done and just know in your heart where you wanted to go you want to be there where mom and dad was and it's just a big deal for the state for the state of Kentucky today and for the Shepherd family and like this is this is the kid Jack we both know it we've watched him he didn't get this offer because of his mom and dad he got this offer because he's that good and uh, definitely good enough to play at Kentucky
0: Let's talk a little bit about that because when we saw him with our own two eyes for that first event this summer, kind of closing the book on his junior season, which was, uh, I mean, record breaking. He put up uh, average an absurd number of points and had every time you'd open up social media, you'd see Reed Shepard scores 38 points against fill in the blank or uh, Reed Shepard drops 50. Like he had just this unbelievable junior season, but we got to see, the the kind of build up to this, this bright, beautiful summer that he uh, display of basketball that he put on this summer uh kind of early spring what is it about reed that you like with his game i know that uh I, me personally i like his shooting touch i like his kind of ability to play one with the one or the two uh he, it's kind of that combo guard threat right now he could play he's comfortable playing off ball but he's also very very comfortable playing on ball um i think his court vision's fantastic i think he's really patient kind of just very fundamentally sound basketball player those are some of the things that I like about him but uh, Sean kind of put on your coaching and scouting hat and uh, uh, what what is Kentucky getting in the newest Wildcat?
1: His IQ is off the chart and his ability to score at all three levels. His mid-range game might be his strongest part of his game too. Like we, we saw that mid-range game on display that week that we were there watching him play and it, it's it's incredible. Every time he pulls up from Sixteen, fifteen, fourteen feet. You think it's going in? He can shoot the three. He's explosive. He can dunk on you. He can finish at the rim. But his overall just IQ and the feel for his game, just how, and then throwing in that explosiveness, it, it's crazy to think how much he's like. It's a complete mirror of his dad. When his dad goes up the dunk in those pictures from the nineties, and Reed goes up the dunk now. You've seen the pictures side by side. They cross their their ankles together. It's like it's crazy to think how similar that they are, but, but I would go with his IQ for sure. And, you know, we're talking about that, that day that he got that offer. And then uh, the event that we were at that summer shootout in Shelbyville there. And I remember coming on this podcast and we were like, let's, let's not hammer Kentucky for not being there yet. Let's wait and see if they evaluate him in late June, early July. And they did. Well, now that I look back on it, Jack, I think it was big. I think it was a really good move that they weren't there. And the reason was, is we know that Cal wasn't leaving campus because that was a huge weekend for the 22 class with visitors in Lexington. Would it have meant anything if Jay Lucas had gone up the road when Tony Bennett's sitting there and Juwan Howard's sitting there and head coaches? Would it have meant as much if an assistant was there with those other head coaches? Or would it maybe have rubbed them the wrong way had an assistant showed up? I think, that, I think waiting was perfect because then Cal was like, all right, it's me, it's Chin." it's Orlando, it's Jay, it, it's all of us. And I think that was just a huge statement.
0: And I, I do want to kind of point out that the, Reed was doing these things and putting up the numbers that he did at that Adidas gauntlet uh, event, playing up a great. Because he's – I go back to Peach Jam, and and uh, people kind of talked about DJ Wagner, how he played up, and, and uh, he was really struggling to kind of find his groove a little bit. Reed Shepard was playing – with the big boys and, and proving like this, this wasn't low competition where, you know, he was going and, and really struggling. I mean, this is, this was a kid that put on a show was one of the brightest performers of the entire summer, regardless of circuit, you know, shoe brand, whatever. This was a kid that put on a show up a grade and, and in front of, you know, every major coach that you can think of, including when, when Kentucky goes four deep to go see him, he, You know, with all the that pressure, think of the pressure that was on his shoulders when he looks side by side and and, and goes, "Oh wow, there's Coach Cal. Oh my goodness, there's there's Coach O, and there's Jay Lucas, and there's Chin Coleman." Even with that pressure that was put on his shoulders, he still goes out there and puts on a show and, and and does the things that we talked about, scoring at all three levels, and he's an efficient scorer, and he doesn't turn the ball over a ton, and and just all those things that the the high IQ things that you love about a player, he showed all those things on the biggest stage no it wasn't peach jam and peach jam is the biggest of of all stages but that adidas gauntlet is no joke that's where chris livingston was playing on that's where a bunch of the other high major elite guards that standouts that kentucky's going after uh, and that they went after in the class of 2022 2023 and then they're going to go after in 2024 Uh, i mean that's a a very competitive uh uh, event and in in circuit and Reed Shepard proved the the part there, and I think that's why it was such a cut and dry decision for for Coach Cal, where he saw that with Zone Two Eyes, he said, "Look, there's there's nothing else I need to see." And I love that that he did he cut out all the suspense with this. There there was no uh, okay, like and like what you kind of talked about. This wasn't a battle of Tony Bennett being the first high major coach on him from a very you know kind of respectable tra- respectable traditional program like Virginia being the first on him and then coach Cal offering him next spring or or you know going into his senior year whatever the case is this was coach Cal saying I want to cut out the competition I want to make this an an uneven playing field I want to make sure that the homegrown talent stays at Kentucky and I think that is such a respectable thing that he did and and for a a a ravenous fan base that's all they wanted The, the one thing they asked was just, just keep Reed Shepard in state like, keep him here put let's add a you know another uh, shepherd jersey to the to the rafters or, you know you know into the, the program let's just keep this momentum going because this is a can't miss prospect and when he emerges that guy i it's I think it's just something that this fan base is embracing because coach cow gave him that shot they offered immediately and this was a you know now Kentucky has their first commit for the class of 2023 this was such a a quick and easy cut and dry like you said on last episode you expected a chaotic kind of hectic recruitment and that's not what this was and you got to give coach Cal props for that
1: yeah it, it didn't turn into a circus and I think that's the the honestly it's the best thing about it is he's committed He's going to get to play in front of Kentucky fans in this state for the next two years. There are going to be people that are going to travel to North Laurel. They're going to travel to Lexington. All these places that Reed's going to play, and it's kind of just going to be a little a little tour around the state for him for the next two years. These fans are going to get to know this kid. They're going to fall in love with this kid. They're, they're going to fall in love with following him throughout his career, and he gets to carry this torch now for six years as an in-state kid, and then beyond that, we've seen the, the impact that you know Jeff Shepard has in the, the London area. Jeff, Jeff Jeff and Stacy settled in London, Kentucky. They've they've been business owners there, uh, active in the community. They've re- they raised their kids there in the state. It, it's a big deal. Like the Shepard family in Kentucky basketball is huge, and and that's where I was coming from yesterday when we were talking about NIL and how big this is. Like it's not every day that a Final Four son, Final Four player's son, is this good. Like, you don't get this. Like, you get the the family ties and all this stuff and the players that play college basketball at the same place their father or their mother did, but not the equivalent of this. Like, this is a five-star kid that was rising up to five-star status before he ever committed to Kentucky. He didn't get the Kentucky bump. He got the bump because he's that good.
0: Yeah, I I, I think it was kind of – Kind of fascinating how quickly the national analysts fell in love with this kid this summer. Uh, It it was kind of something interesting because you would see, like you you saw the Birmingham event and the, the Adidas gauntlet event. And you saw, it was like every single national analyst that saw him play. It was like, Oh, This kid, because we kind of hyped him up after that Shelbyville shootout event or whatever it was, and, like, there were some some, uh, recruiting analysts there, but I think there's still something to be said that – he was just doing that, you know, just being, you know, in quotes, he was just doing that against in-state talent and and how good can he really be because he was already doing all those things last season as a junior, putting up 30, 40, 50 points. But, like, we saw Dante Allen do those those same things, uh, uh, you know, when he was in high school. So I I think there was almost this lack of respect uh, or I guess just kind of not – not buying into the hype just yet they, they you know those guys wanted to see it with their own two eyes but Sean how quickly they came around to loving this kid as well I thought it was so fascinating how every major na- national analyst it was like every single game there was another person that goes oh this Reed Shepard kid might be the truth and it, and it kind of that you you could see that reflected in the rankings jumps because he went from you know top 100 top 75 to uh after one event then he'd bump up to like you know top 50 top top 45 ish and then the next event you'd see he's like okay now he's top 35 top 40 and then now you look and, he, and he's i mean ranked as high as number 17 i believe by 247 sports i mean sean can t- an in-state kid re- jeff shepherd's son final four most outstanding player his son is a five-star top 20 player in, in high school basketball. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, what – like, uh, the, it's like all of our worlds are colliding and in the way it did, it's just it, – it's like it's like those storybook moments that you talk about. Like, this kid was made to play at Kentucky and the stars aligned for him to, A, be good enough, B, for UK to, you know, r- return interest and see him actually, actually want to end up at Kentucky as well. It's just like everything aligned for this awesome freaking moment for this fan base.
1: The, the Pat Forty story is what really made it take off. When he when he traveled to London and North Laurel and spent those days there and attended a game and everything, and then you uh, – when he published the story and had the picture of John Calipari sitting on the bench from last year, like, Kentucky was instantly connected to Reed Shepard. The moment that story went national, that's when all eyes were like, okay, th- this is going to be a thing. Like, how big is this going to get? How long will Cal wait? He, in credit to Cal, he could have waited. He could have decided to get involved, let's say, sometime this season or into the spring. Would he have gotten read then? I don't. I don't think so. Like I think that Tony Bennett and these other schools were building that relationship. It was a big deal when John Calipari, and I think that bennett and all the other coaches if i remember talking to travis brandon and he was talking about that he thought virginia was in like a really good spot and it might have been virginia over kentucky but i think kentucky getting involved when they did i just think that all these other coaches the the a&ms the louisvilles everybody was like all right that this kid's going to uk and and i'm willing to bet and i've not talked to jeff yet but every time i've talked to him like It's like you hear parents all the time. they like, their moments as players or their moments in life were great, but when they they get to see their kid do it, it means even more. And every time that I've spoken to Jeff, he's always talked like, I enjoy everything that's happening to Reed more than I enjoyed anything that's happening to me. I'm willing to bet that besides the day that his children were born, today might have
0: been the greatest moment of Jeff Shepard's life yeah i i I could absolutely see it sean let's let 's get out of here with this because I know that this is kind of a we talked about kind of the national impact and what uh, his game is and, and you know kind of what it means for the program those sorts of things but you 're from an area where this decision i think m- means more than most this the even the high high end you know top five top ten prospects when they commit to kentucky it 's a big deal. But I think this one in particular, the community that you live in and just kind of that area and, and you know, I guess just kind of speak for the entire state and, and the people that support this program. But, you know, you know not only this program, but Jeff Shepard and Stacey and, and I guess this whole family. What does this commitment mean for those people and why is this such a special moment for uh, that community?
1: It gives them something to connect with. Like the people here, like Kentucky basketball connects people in this state. Like you, you talk to people all the time, and there's and the people in Eastern Kentucky where I'm from are there's so many differences when you go to Western Kentucky. They're just they're different people. They're different lifestyles. You go to Northern Kentucky and it's different. The one thing that intertwines all of it's Kentucky basketball, and it's just special that there's going to be a kid from the 606 from the 13th region playing Kentucky men's basketball, Macy Morris, Blair Green, all these others, uh, Cassidy Rowe that's going to be there at Kentucky next year, they're all from the mountains, and those players are special in their own right. And you see the following, like Macy Morris like had a huge following at UK. Every time she would do something good, all of, all of Eastern Kentucky was proud. They've not had that opportunity on the men's side in basketball. And I just think that that's what makes this so big. Uh, I told you the story yesterday that when I was a kid, I had a 15, number 15 Kentucky jersey. And I'm talking first, second grade uh, when Jeff Shepard met Kentucky. Those Kentucky teams were making runs to the final four. And and I told you that I would go out in the driveway, rain, snow, shine. It didn't matter. And I would remember almost every basket because my dad would tape the game on the uh, VHS. And we would go back and watch it. And my dad still has all those tapes. Like I'm talking 15 to 20 years worth of Kentucky basketball and VHS VHS tapes. And I would go out in the driveway and just reenact every moment from a Kentucky win. Like, and I would do the whole TV call or I would just in my mind. And I'm like, oh, you know, Jeff Shepard spins or he gets a steal in the national championship game. And I'd lower the hoop just enough so I could dunk it. (laughs) That's what this area of the state like it just and it's like I think it's that way around the entire state but to me personally I'm sitting here thinking like man I grew up wanting to play basketball at Kentucky I wasn't good enough to do it but I still get to step on that floor and cover the program that I grew up loving Reed Shepard grew up following it he he lived Kentucky basketball he knows Kentucky basketball and he gets to do that and that that is special and it's just to me it means even more that he's from this part of the state and that's just uh it's going to be so much fun to follow
0: yeah uh, that's the biggest takeaway is just that this is uh this is a moment that you can be selfish and and you know root a little bit harder for because uh, not only is this kid just you know an awesome kid and and a great family and uh, I mean a hell of a player on the court but this is something that it means a little bit more than most just average commitments, and I think that's something that uh, if if Kentucky fans get a little bit more excited about this one, I, I totally understand because it's it's worth it. This is a, a like I said, a special kid, a special family, a special basketball player. We fell in love with him the, the first time we ever got to see him play, and and uh, he's he's only proven to to better himself every time we've seen him since then. So uh fans this is this is a big one and uh I'm glad that we kind of get to share this moment together and it's definitely one that uh, we're going to be following closely Sean you live down in that area you're going to be going to all these games and I'll be making the trek down there to go watch and play as well this is definitely a uh it's an exciting it's an exciting day for uh, that that portion of the fan base the entire portion of the fan base in the entire state of Kentucky I think that this is a uh, uh definitely one that we'll we'll remember for quite some time and uh, we're looking forward to following along his the re, you know the, the rest of his season and and uh, it's it's definitely going to be a good one. So Sean, let's uh, wrap up and get out of here with that. Where can fans find your work?
1: You can find my work at GoBigBlueCountry.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at gbbcountry.
0: You can find me on Twitter as well at Jack Pilgrim KSR. Reach out to me via email at jpilgrim at kentuckysportsradio.com. With that, we'll be back next time for another jam-packed Sources Say podcast. We will see you then.